0: Welcome back as we read through the book of Acts. I recommend opening your Bible and read along with me to get the most out of this amazing book. Last time we finished Acts chapter 7, we read how Stephen became the first martyr in the New Testament church. We were also introduced to a man named Saul. As we begin to read chapter 8, we'll see why Saul was feared by the church due to his zealousness towards judaism which made saul see the church as a threat towards his jewish religion so let's begin acts chapter 8 verse 1 it says now saul was consenting to his death that was speaking of the death of stephen And, and it also says at that time a great persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. So the church had been growing Many were coming to Christ in in Jerusalem. Yet this Pharisee named Saul was making havoc of the church, committing those who were believers and followers of Christ to prison. You know, many times when God is doing a work, we can get discouraged believing Satan is working against Christ. But God is still in control. The Great Commission is to go and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. As believers, we have a desire to gather in fellowship with one another. So God allows persecution so that the gospel may go forth. In Acts 8.4, it says, Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. This is exactly what the church should have been doing. The persecution caused the church to go and preach the word. We see in Acts that sometimes it says, preach Christ, preach the word, or preach the gospel, all meaning the same thing. Let's continue. Verse 5 says, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits. Crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Who is Philip? We'll read about Philip again when we in Acts chapter twenty one, where he is called Philip the Evangelist. He is also known as one of the seven. We'll read that right now on Acts twenty one. Verse 7 and 8 it says, and when they had finished our voyage from Tyra, we came to Ptole um, greeted the brethren, and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who is one of the seven. And stayed with him. See, Stephen and Philip were one of the seven men full of the Holy Spirit to come alongside the apostles to help with the distributing for those who who were in need, as we read in Acts chapter 6. But let's continue in Acts chapter 8, verse 9. But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God, and they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. See, Philip was witnessing in Samaria and a sorcerer named Simon heard the gospel and believed and was baptized. Did Simon come to a true saving faith? After all, he believed and was baptized. Was Simon following Christ or following Philip? Let's let's go ahead and read verse 13 again. It says that Simon continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. So Simon being a sorcerer was amazed at the miracles and the signs rather than the word of God being preached. Today, many people still want to become Christians because of hoping for miracles of healing or wealth and prosperity. Rather than seeing themselves as a sinner in desperate need for a savior. It is also important to examine our lives Are we following man or following Jesus Christ? Do we see God's word as the authority, or do we look up to godly men as our authority? It is easy to exalt Bible teachers or pastors rather than exalting Jesus Christ. By God's grace, people only can understand what God has revealed to them. It is good to listen to Bible teachers, but we must take man's word lightly and follow Christ and trust his word. In Proverbs 11, 14, it does say, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. So it's good to listen to many Bible teachers. But remember, the word of God is the authority. Let's continue in verse 14 of chapter 8. It says, now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, They sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they may receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had not fallen on none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. A very important part of verse 14 says that the apostles heard that those in Samaria had received the word of God. Today, modern Christianity has made Christianity into some mystical, easy believism, where people just need to receive or ask Jesus Christ into their hearts to be saved. As we read in Acts, when the gospel was proclaimed, there was two responses to the preaching of Christ, His Word or the gospel. They either reject or receive. The same today, we either reject God's Word or Jesus Christ, and the gospel, or receive the gospel, God's word, or Jesus Christ. If we reject God's word or the gospel, that means we reject Jesus Christ. We cannot separate God's word, Christ's living word, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's continue in verse 18. And when Simon saw that through the laying on the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, He offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness, and pray that... If perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you, for I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me, that none of these things which you have spoken may come upon me. What did Simon do? Simon exposes his heart by wanting to purchase the power of God for his own glory. Simon was not interested in seeking his need for forgiveness, even though Simon believed and was baptized. He was a false convert. Peter told Simon to repent from his wickedness, starting by seeking God for forgiveness through prayer. Simon asked Peter to pray for him instead. Because of our sinful nature, we want to look to godly men to pray for us and to be our mediator before God. Every one of us are called to seek God. We cannot We cannot have people seek God for us. People cannot save us. The church cannot save us. Only God can save us, and each of us alone must turn to God. Isaiah 55, verse 6 and 7 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And also in John one eleven 11 11-13, it says, He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Who were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. See, only God can save us, but we must turn to him. As we read in Acts, Simon the sorcerer never turned to the Lord in repentance. Now, let's continue to read verse 25 in Acts. So, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. You see, we cannot convert anyone. The apostles did not spend their time trying to convince the sorcerer, Simon, to believe. believe. The apostles... And the church continued to be obedient to what they were called to do, that is, to preach the word of the Lord. We can only preach the gospel that that saves. We have no control of who receives or who rejects the message. That is between God and man. What happens after the gospel is preached? Again, it's between God and man alone. Now let's continue with verse 26. It says, now, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he rose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship was re- and was returning. And sitting in his, his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit of the Lord, then the spirit said to Philip, "Go near and overtake this chariot." So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah, and said, "Do you understand what you're reading?" And he said, "How can I unless someone guides me?" And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in scripture which he read was this he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before his shearer is silent so he opened not his mouth in his humiliation his justice was taken away and who will declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth so the eunuch answered philip and said i ask you of whom does this prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? And then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preach Jesus to him. I'll stop there. Because here, here we see Philip, the evangelist, being called to go to Gaza, where he meets a man from Ethiopia reading God's word. This is what we would call a divine appointment. It is also unusual going out, preaching God's word, and coming across someone who is not a Christian reading God's word. The Ethiopian, who also reading from Isaiah chapter 53, where Isaiah the prophet wrote of Jesus Christ, the suffering servant, that was written around 700 years Prior to the time Philip and the Ethiopian was having this conversation, what an opportunity and a blessing to preach Christ from the Book of Isaiah, chapter fifty-three. I wish it had been. I wish it had been written what Philip had preached from this chapter. As anyone who reads Isaiah fifty-three, it is obvious that Isaiah is speaking of the coming Messiah or Christ that would suffer and die for the sins of many. So what was the response from preaching of Philip? Well, let's continue in verse 36. It says, now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? The response was that the Ethiopian wanted to be a Christian. And the evidence of his desire to follow Christ was to be baptized. The Ethiopian asked a great question. What hinders me from being baptized? This is still a great question since there is so much confusion regarding baptism. People are confused regarding baby baptism or baptism regarding church membership or baptism. Or being baptized to be saved. Philip gives a simple answer in verse 37. In verse 37 it says, Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. You see, baptism is for believers. Baptism does not save us, but for those who are saved. When we get baptized, we are testifying to the world that we are new creations in Christ." dead to the flesh and renewed in the spirit. So baptism is symbolic of death. We find that in Romans 6, 3 it says, or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And also in Mark eight thirty four to 38, Jesus says, when he had called the people to himself and with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. For what will it profit if, a man, if he gains a whole world but loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and simple generation of him, the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in his glory of his, fa- of his Father with his angels. So we who are stayed and who have been baptized in Christ can say with the Apostle Paul in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me again baptism is symbolic as a testimony when someone is a new creation in Christ and no longer lives for fleshly desires but lives in the spirit for Christ so what was the Ethiopian's response to Philip? Well, let read verse 37. It says, and he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And because the Ethiopian believed and desired to follow Christ, he ended up getting baptized. Now let's continue with verse 38. It says, so he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. See how exciting and miraculous is salvation. When God saves and the Spirit of God dwells in a born-again soul, there is rejoicing. The Ethiopian left rejoicing, now having faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. While Philip continued to preach Christ in all the cities while heading toward Caesarea, being obedient to God's calling, doing the Great Commission. Until next time. May God bless you.